0: This is something that I'm experiencing as well. Obviously differently, obviously personally, business, things are different. But I do understand the fear of letting go of something that you think you should be holding on to, even if you holding on to it isn't really accomplishing anything.
1: I was just spread so thin. And in hindsight, I was so miserable. And now I live a much more discerning life of only focusing on the things that i deem really really important and i think that's what maturity is i think eventually you just get older and you realize that a lot of that stuff didn't have a very strong
0: roi in terms of growth fulfillment impact finances that kind of thing welcome to next level university i am your host kevin Mary. and i am your co-host alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers.
1: We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your
0: love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of next level university where we help you level up your life your love your health and your wealth we hope you enjoyed our latest episode it was episode number 1537 detached from the outcome and what that actually means very hyper conscious episode today for episode number 1538 not everything is important You have heard us talk about this many times, where you're most likely not going to get everything done. You're always going to have some sort of to-do list, and very rarely, if you're focused on growing and evolving and getting to the next level, will you get to the end of the day and say, heck yeah, I got every single thing done I was supposed to do today, usually that is more of a pipe dream than anything. But Alan wanted to do this episode based on a conversation that he had with someone on the NLU team. So Alan, I'm going to kick it to you and take it easy for the rest of the episode. <laughs>
1: so first and foremost, productivity is not the, the sexiest term or the sexiest thing to talk about. It's definitely something I've studied a lot, something that I adore, but I know that not everyone does. So I'm going to take you way, way, way back to where productivity was kind of born, quote unquote. The idea was Farming and produce. And when a farm was winning, it was producing a lot of crop. And so the more crop you produce, the more you eat in this metaphor. And so if you're more productive, you're going to have a, a better future. You're going to have a bigger, better, brighter future. And that's really the idea here. So I was on a department meeting slash coaching call with one of our team members, Amy Lanius, who all of you know, if you're in Next Level Nation. And she said, Alan, this is such an important." conversation because and this is her words not mine she said women are so conditioned women like me are so conditioned to think everything's important you're supposed to be the best at laundry and the best at cooking and the best at career now and you're supposed to be the mother and you're supposed to wear all these different hats and 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 you're supposed to think that everything is urgent and everything is important and so where that conversation stemmed from was I showed her something called the Eisenhower Matrix, and the Eisenhower Matrix is a simple grid that I actually have on my whiteboard up over here. And it's it's the y-axis, the vertical axis, is important, and the x-axis is urgent. And so the upper right quadrant is important and urgent. So a good example of that would be this episode. This episode is really important for our work, but it's also urgent because it's due, it's tomorrow. dropping tomorrow right? Yeah. So this is urgent and important. So nothing else should get in the way of this. Something that's urgent, but not important might be the dishes in the sink are there and my cat will like eat the food if I don't do them. So that, that makes it urgent, but not necessarily important. Dishes aren't that important. Then the bottom two. So you've got on the bottom left, you've got not urgent and not important that quadrant. You basically want to eliminate. You don't want to do anything that's not important and not urgent. So something like... It's a good example of that. Uh, someone you don't like wishes you a happy birthday. And you're busy and you have important emails and important messages to get back to. The last thing you should do is get back to someone that you don't like who's been unkind to you. And you don't really want to build a relationship with that person Anyone, anyway. That would be something that's not urgent and not important. And then the bottom right is things that are... Urgent but not important, and so on my whiteboard, what I tried to do is I have I have this quadrant. There's four four quadrants. I have this axis, and in the upper right, I have top MIT, which is my most important task. In the left, I have PPT and calendar, which is just a reminder. PPT is just a habit tracking, peak performance tracking. If you're a new listener, we have habit trackers that we use, and then calendar is uh, anything that's on my calendar already, and so. To the left is important but not urgent calendar, things that I'm proactive about, and PPT. Those things are important, but they're not necessarily urgent. So, for example, 20 minutes of learning is on my peak performance tracker. It's important, but it's not urgent. It's not like, oh, my God, if I don't read today, I'm gonna, everything's going to burn tomorrow. It's not that urgent. But it is super important because if I don't read today and I don't read tomorrow and I don't read the next day, eventually I'm not going to grow, and then everything will be less And then the bottom ones, I actually just have X's through them because I decided, and I hope that everyone considers making this decision inside of themselves, I decided this must have been a month or two ago. I just decided, why do I even have those quadrants there? I'm just going to X them out. I don't want to live a life of miscellaneous things. I want to live a life of importance. And so I kind of decided I'm going to not do anything that's not important. What's important varies, right? Like I still have to clean the litter box every Wednesday. I have that written down. You know, there's certain things I still have to do. The dishes sometimes those get urgent when they're piling in the sink or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna live a life where. And this is the example Amy used. She said, "I've coached so many women, and they they often get praised when things are done, not the process." And so a lot of times they're always stressed out of, oh, the laundry's not done, the laundry's not done, the laundry's not done. And she's like, well, the laundry's never done. So talk about a losing game where you basically only feel good when the laundry's done, which is what, at most one day, Mm -hmm. until there's more dirty clothes? So Emilia and I, for example, we have our hamper, and that thing just stacks until we, well, we used to do it, we used to batch it, and batching, by the way, is... Instead of answering your messages every single day, all day, you batch them in the morning, get them all done, and then you don't batch them again until the next day. Batching is a really cool little productivity hack. I don't know why I just winked at the camera. But anyways, I can't tell if it's... Yeah, expert tip, pro tip. I don't know if it was a purposeful wink or if I'm just twitching because I'm still uh, waking up. But anyways, so we have a housekeeper, Cleoji. She comes every other week, so... Biweekly, twice a month and we just let the laundry stack and and fortunately she does that and we're very grateful and that's definitely expensive but that allows us and frees us up to be more productive in other areas and and so the idea here is how do you automate eliminate delegate procrastinate the things that are not important in your life and important is entirely subjective to you to your goals, to your core values. So for example, you know, uh, Christmas is very important to a lot of people. So make sure you take that time off. Emilia and I, we don't care that much about it. So we're not really super concerned about it. But the Next Level Hope Foundation event is really important. And so that's getting a lot of my time and attention right now, which I'll talk to you about at the end of the episode. But important, the important thing here is to realize that what's important to you is your choice. And... If Amy's statement is true of women are conditioned, and I think we all are to some extent, but women in particular, she mentioned, are conditioned to think that everything's important. I think that's setting you up for a losing game because the only way to win an unwinnable game is to opt out of it. And I used to be everything to everyone back in college. I, I talk about how I was the... The, the athlete who lifted with the athletes, but I was the nerd who studied with the nerds. And I was at every party and I was, there was 12 fraternities and I, I was everyone's best friend. And I had tons of friends and tons of friends, friends and tons of friends, friends, friends. And I had my high school friends that came in with my college friends. And I brought my college friends home to party with my high school friends. And I was just, I was just spread so thin. And in hindsight, I was so miserable. And now I live a much more discerning life of only focusing on the things that I deem really, really important. And I think that's what maturity is. I think eventually you just get older and you realize that a lot of that stuff didn't have a very strong ROI in terms of growth, fulfillment, impact, finances, that kind of thing.
0: Jesse, I was talking to Jesse the other day. We were on a NLSM, next level social media call, getting some things buttoned up. And she said, how do you get everything done? And I said, well, first of all, I don't. I get the stuff that I get a lot of stuff that people see done, but there's a million things behind the scenes that nobody sees that I am so far behind on. But to your point, they're just not as important. We've got, I don't know, we've gotten something like seven, six or seven or eight next level social media clients in the last few weeks, last that's month. Awesome. That's been the, that's it. I When I wake <clears> up, it's that's been the most so urgent
1: and most important.
0: A hundred percent. And it's, it's been very, very, very weird. So I can understand when you start letting go of things that you believe are supremely important, there's a little bit of, <clears throat> there's a little bit of guilt or maybe there's a little bit of fear or uncertainty or discomfort. Cause I find that too, Alan and I were talking yesterday or the day before. And I said, I'm having a mini identity crisis, not in a bad way, but it's, different for me to wake up and then just really only focus on a few things throughout the day it's very strange for me I don't feel like I'm doing enough yeah I don't feel like I'm making progress even though I know I am but I have let go of a lot of a lot of things that I just I wasn't doing well and I most likely wasn't going to do well anyway it doesn't mean I'm not going to pick them up in the future we'll see I don't know we're going to see how things evolve but If you're already not doing it, you're beating yourself up for not doing it. In the grand scheme of things, it's probably not that important. My next level nugget is, wouldn't it benefit you to just let it go anyway, if possible? Obviously, there are, to your point, Alan, there are certain things we can't let go, right? I I still do, unfortunately, I still do the laundry. Tara and I split it. She does she usually, she usually does like the sheets and the bedroom stuff. I do the towels and my laundry. She does her personal laundry. But I don't have that much laundry cuz I don't really do anything. I just go to the gym <laughs> and then I come here and sit in my pajamas. So that's not something I can just say, well, that's not important, I'm just going to not do it. But here's the thing. It's your original point. I can do laundry far less than a family of 7 people. Of course. I can do it once a month and I'm I'm good because I don't wear that that many clothes. And I literally bought like six packs of boxers. So it's like, I'll just buy a bunch of underwear. And I'll, when I do laundry, I'll just hammer through and I'll just have to do an entire batch of, of underwear. Pardon my too much information, if that's too much information. But yeah, that's that's really my thought for this episode is this is something that I'm experiencing as well. Obviously differently, obviously personally, business, things are different. But I do understand the fear of letting go of something that you think you should be holding on to, even if you holding on to it isn't really accomplishing anything.
1: And when you let go of something that is no longer serving you at the highest level, it creates the space to latch on to something new and better. What would be a good example of that? If you, to, the, to the example Kev gave, with, if you have a family of seven people and you're in charge of laundry, that's a full-time job. I mean, you're basically just doing laundry every other day, probably. And well, then and it it probably, also,
0: good. I was just going to say it might be urgent and important because the kids exactly. need to wear something. To, like they need yep. stuff for school, and and you and or your partner have certain things that you wear to the office or to your jobs mm-hmm. or to you have uniforms, or wherever it may be.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Helen from Melbourne, Australia. I'm an entrepreneur and a client of Allen's from Next Level University. I've had many business coaches in the past, and I can honestly say that Alan is seriously next level. He has this unique ability to help you find a solution to your business problems. I can be vulnerable with Alan. I can share anything and feel comfortable in his presence. I feel empowered to do incredible things so if you're looking for a business coach i highly recommend alan because he will be instrumental in achieving your success well aim said this she said instead of only giving yourself credit for when the laundry's done which is what once a week until the next day (laughs) (laughs) give yourself credit for the process the fact that you're you know i do kitchen man so The kitchen's never done. It's just a, it's a, we went grocery shopping last night at nine or something like that. And we just finished all of our Thanksgiving leftovers, which I'm grateful for because not only was I sick of eating the same thing every day, but I also just have a system and and it was messing my system up, man. I'm, I, so I do the dishes. I do, I do the food. I make sure we basically hit our macros within reason. And I am making sure that we have great meals that are, that are nutritious Micros, macros, uh, calories. But then sometimes we go off the rails with fast food or whatever is like a treat. Domino's, whatever. But the Thanksgiving was messing up my system. But the point that I'm making is if, if I only feel good when we're eating, that's not very efficient. I should feel good in the process of my intentions as I'm doing it. And that's the difference between results and process. And And what Amy said was most people are only rewarded... And applauded for results, not process mm-hmm. and i I feel you on that aim because you know when when the book is launched that 's when you get the love and the appreciation. No one cares when you're when you're writing a book every day behind the scenes with zero love and just basically feeling terrible about your writing but that 's life i think and 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 hopefully you can give yourself a little bit more of the positive dopamine along the way with these little you know. I got to be pumped with every blog and I got to be pumped with every time I write first thing in the morning. I can't just be pumped on my first book. How am I going to, how am I going to, that's like putting gas in the tank when you already get there. You have to put your gas in the tank as you go. And so I think the last thing that I'll share here is, I think the question of productivity, how productive are you? And I think the the deeper through line of this is, Do you understand the value of productivity? Because what I've found is a lot of people who haven't studied productivity, they're like, well, why does it matter if I'm more productive? The truth of the matter is you're going to earn more money and you're going to have a better life. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, and I can't go too deep on this, but the reason Kevin and I have been able to create our dream life really underneath all of it is that we are more productive than other people. Um, that, that really is kind of underneath all of this. Obviously, we, we make better choices, different things like that. But but at the end of the day, when we first started, Kevin and I were not very productive at all in, in comparison. Definitely. And now, every single day, every single week, we've learned how to do things more effectively and more efficiently. And because of that, we're able to produce more, in this case, more crop, quote unquote, like the farming analogy. And when you produce more crop, you make more money. And then you can reinvest that money into better tools, better equipment, better team to produce even more crop, which makes even more money. And the farms get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then your whole life gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so hopefully this productivity is not a super sexy topic, but I do think it's an important topic to the to the pun intended of you know things that are important and urgent.
0: Fundamentals. Fundamentals are not always sexy, but they are always well, yeah. I would say they're always important. I would go as far to say that. But they are not sexy, unfortunately. What you was your next You didn't le-
1: love studying productivity?
0: I mean I enjoyed it, but not in the beginning. No, in the beginning I didn't. It felt very constricting in the beginning.
1: May I ask you a quick question. When when we were in the beginning and I was talking to you about productivity, and back then I had no idea that not everyone studied productivity. Cause I was very ignorant. Uh, what was that like for you? Do, were you interested, or were you like, "Why does this even matter"?
0: Uh probably more of the second one. I always, I always felt like it was a treadmill that never ends and only gets faster. Yeah, that's kind of how it, how it feels. Even I, I used to say this. I don't remember the exact quote, but ninety nine point nine percent of the journey is the process. So you write for, let's just say you write for 364 days and then the book launches on the 365th, you're done with the cycle. Now you have to start again. So for 364 out of the 365 days, you were working on the book and then one day you launch it. It's like, nice, awesome. It's, you're kind of always doing the, the process of whatever it is. Just like us, we'll finish this episode, close out this episode. And then we'll do tomorrow's episode or mm-hmm. whatever, whenever the episode is. And then it's just rinse and repeat that What would you say forever. to you? I know we got to jump, but what what would you say to you at,
1: if when you didn't understand productivity and its value and you were early in starting your own business but just in life in general, what would you at this point say to you about like why
0: does productivity matter? I used to think productivity was just about time. Now I would say... My, I'm sure there's a real definition, an actual definition of productivity. The definition that would probably landed would have landed with Kev would be it is the quality of output, the quantity of output, and the alignment of output. So the quality of what you're doing, how well are you doing it, the quantity of how much are you able to do at a high quality, and then the alignment with how aligned is that for the goals that you have? Yeah, it's fine. I think that would have helped it land because back then I thought it was just do as much as you can in an hour.
1: Yeah, yeah always. And, and it kind and of to is. To you, it's like, well, what's the point of that? Because well, even if the treadmill now, always speeds up, then it, right, right. But even feels now, like a losing game. Yeah,
0: an hour doesn't mean I'm spending sixty minutes doing sixty things. It could mean I'm doing sixty minutes doing one thing. Yeah, definitely. Extremely well. Yeah. Yeah, in the beginning I didn't understand One really understand important that. thing extremely yeah. well. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Cool. Strong words. My next level nugget
1: is open your mind a little bit to the idea that not everything is important. And and really more importantly than that is just be discerning. Be really discerning with what you do and don't do. Be be more discerning. Your, your whole world will get better
0: the moment you get better at saying no. Definitely. I concur mm-hmm. with that. Next level of nation. If you are looking to find more like-minded people who maybe have gotten further along on the journey of saying no to misaligned things and yes to more aligned things, please join our private Facebook group, Next Level Nation. It is not private so we can keep you out. It is private so you can feel safe to be yourself and you don't have to worry about judgment. You don't have to worry about all the things you say being public. It's a safe place to be yourself, your true authentic self. Link will be in the show notes.
1: Speaking of aligned things, the website is up for the Next Level Hope Foundation. If you are local and you are a single parent and you've been to our events in the past, Father's Day or holiday, this is going to be our fourth one because we've done two Father's Day and one holiday last year. If you came last year and you're still listening to the show, please click the link in the show notes, RSVP, bring your children. Uh, You can pick, actually at the front desk, you're going to be able to pick which gift you want for your child your child will be able to get a football a frisbee a basketball uh ball toss game we don't really know what to call that one mm. ball yeah. toss is what we'll call it. what was the fifth one do you remember
0: soccer soccer ball soccer football, ball yeah. basketball so soc- soccer ball yep. ball toss F- frisbee That's frisbee
1: frisbee yep and so bring your children they'll open a gifts. we'll play we'll play sports all day we'll eat food we'll eat pizza we'll get arts and crafts going we'll face paint it's going to be awesome. And if you haven't checked out the video yet, please do. The link is in the show notes.
0: And regardless of how old or young your child is, they will be able to beat me at basketball. Most likely, no matter what. We should
1: probably give the ages. The I think okay. the cutoff is 14. Something like okay. that. It's anywhere from like... Because we had a two-year-old or a three-year-old.
0: Two. Two? Yeah. yeah. Anywhere from two to 14. I'll have my face painted most likely. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Tomorrow... For episode number 1,539, should you focus more on your strengths or weaknesses? That is something we talked about in the Detached from the Outcome episode. And I said maybe we should do a full-length episode on that. Another hyper-conscious one. That is what we're going to do tomorrow. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow.
1: Focus on the important things. Next level,